Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Doug Brown. The Raptors came close to their first NBA title in Game 5 until the Warriors ripped it away with a run down the stretch. Can Golden State keep their edge tonight in Game 6 even after losing Kevin Durant again? ESPN's Brian Windhorst. They can't put out a good offensive and a good defense team at the same time right now. It's a real issue. But to me, they're the, mo- the biggest X factor is whether they've got that spirit. Brian Windhorst on the jump. Coverage of Game 6 starts at 8 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ABC, and the ESPN app. Hornets guard Kemba Walker says he'd like to stay in Charlotte, but he'll meet with other teams in free agency before making a decision. Walker also says he'd be willing to take less than a Supermax deal to stay with the Hornets. Kentucky coach John Calipari signs a 10-year, $86 million extension with the Wildcats. In his first 10 years in Lexington, he's taken the team to the Final Four four times, including winning the title in 2012. First round of the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. Three players already in at 566, sharing the lead. Ricky Fowler, Xander Shoffley, and Louis Oosthuizen. Tiger Woods still on his front nine. He's at one under par. Baseball finals today. The Braves win their seventh in a row, beating the Pirates 6-5. to five, Seven losses in a row for Pittsburgh. The Twins beat the Mariners 10-5. to five. Nelson Cruz drives in three. The NFL plans to start replay review on pass interference calls in the last two minutes of each half and in overtime this season. The replay official will call for those reviews. Coming up Friday, the latest from the NBA Finals Game 6 and a look ahead at all the drama already in free agency, plus Tiger at Pebble. And moves are happening in the NFL. That and more Friday on Golden Wingo. 6 Eastern ESPN Radio, ESPN2. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's The Beer Show with Chris Reavers and Mike Fratelloni. That's right. It's Thursday night. It's Beer Show night here on Score North on 1500. And, of course, online we are scorenorth.com. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harvard Garden Stores. He is going to pay rapt attention to this broadcast and not the U.S. Open that's on that beautiful TCL television here in the studio. It really looks good out there, doesn't it? It does. Well, because I asked you about 30 seconds ago, is this is this live? Yeah. And then we figured, well, of course, of course it is, it dumb, is. dumb, because they're on the West Coast. You know so. what I don't understand, though, is people really love Monterey, and it is always cloudy. It is always cold. And I'm like, why? At least right on the golf course, right on the coast, it's always cloudy and cold. I'd take it in February. I, I got to be honest. It's, it could be 58 degrees and freezing cold rain. Inland, it might be another 20 degrees. Okay. But right on the golf course, it's not worth it. I'm going to go ahead and boycott playing there. Seems like a very first world problem, (laughs) if you know what I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) And what we're going to do this week is we're going to welcome in our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits early for the uh, beer show run. And uh, Ryan is here this evening. Hello, Ryan. Hey, hey guys. And... uh, 
what we're going to do, like we do every single week, is we highlight a cool brewery and uh, two tastings this weekend, per usual, this Friday from 5 to 7 at the South Minneapolis store at Hiawatha and 42nd, and this Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. Brooklyn Brewery. Is Brooklyn the, Brewery, uh, yeah. Uh, love having these guys on. Love having this particular guest on and, and Dan Parker, and, and he's... Uh, He's he's of course represents for Brooklyn, and we're going to learn a lot about Brooklyn. But man, this guy is just—he knows a lot about beer and food. I feel and, very I inferior mean, every time Dan comes on the show. I got to be honest. <laughs> so we're going to pick his brain a little bit. But uh, first and foremost, welcome back to the show, Dan. Uh, awesome guys. Hey, thanks for having me back. I love being here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what's happening with Brooklyn. You know, in in, in the ensuing months here with with summer, of course. I know we always see one of our favorite beers hit the market in Summer Ale. Yeah. yeah. Um, it sounds like. That just launched uh, in 12 packs uh, this week, and everyone's really excited about that. Yeah, we've got summer ale uh, out in the streets, um, 12 pack cans, six pack bottles, uh, a little bit of something for everybody's enjoyment. Um, that is a huge beer for us in Brooklyn. That is our best rate of sale beer in our entire portfolio. Is it really? It's our number two um, selling beer, and it, we only sell it for six months a year. Wow. Um, it's just an incredibly drinkable, easygoing beer. It's it's beer-flavored beer. Um, we don't put it, there's no fruit. So I mean, a lot of times when people think summer beers, they're thinking it's got to have some sort of fruit. Lemon or, or like, whatever. Yeah, yep. you know, shandy kind of thing. Uh, no, it's it's just a super sunny, it says pale ale on package, but don't let that scare you away. It's not like, a, you know, the average pale ale you'll get on the market. Um, it's just really nice, light, clean drinking, um, you know, low ABV. Uh, so yeah, we, we're really excited to have that out there right now. We've got a lot of summer programming out there. To it's like, it's iconic summer beer, right? I mean, when I, I feel like it is summer when I see someone that has that kind of pale blue, baby blue can in their hand, it's yeah. just, it, it kind of signals the, the kickoff. So super excited to see that back in the stores, really approachable price points on these two. I know our six packs are just seven ninety nine, twelve packs, fourteen ninety nine. So this is a grab and Great go. Great price, and, yep. Yeah, very easy to work into your summer mix. And I will I will fully admit, you guys know me, I'm a I'm a sucker for the uh, the hot trendy beer. But I I that's what I buy right now. I buy summer beers. That's I that's what I want to drink. Last night I'm low, I'm mowing my lawn. I I want a summer ale. That's that's exactly what I want. Even though it was not quite a summer day outside mm-hmm. for me. 70 and sunshine is exactly what I'll take. Perfect. Year round. Absolutely year round. (laughs) What else are you going to do, though? I mean, if you don't buy summer beers in summer in Minnesota for the three weeks you get, do it. You know, I have this uh, thing on my phone that counts down time, like to when things start. I suggest you never do that in summer because you look down and you say, oh, my God, the state fair starts in 70 days. The days start getting shorter a week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. And that's brutal to think. So you have to enjoy a great Brooklyn brew ale. I imagine Brooklyn's probably brewing Oktoberfest right now. Um, Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) actually, um, that is the the game right now. And we will start to see um, Oktoberfest in certain markets um, hit in July. I mean, we're that's, that's the way things go nowadays. I mean, it just seems like every year we go back and back and back a little bit more because the demand is there, but there is a cutoff point at the end of the season for everything. Um, you know, so for us, you know, summer ale will be here right now, grab it while you can. And then before you know it, we'll, we'll be at that state fair and we'll all want October fests. And then, well, then we'll be in the pumpkin slide after right. that. But it, it, but it, it, it makes just so much sense, especially with a brewery like you guys at Brooklyn, you almost have to follow, and I, I hate using the word trends, but you have to follow that that uh, that, that that marketing uh, aspect. But because if you're not making a, a beer like that, then you're kind of missing the boat. And, and I know that there are some breweries that that can't 
fulfill that type of demand. I get all that, yeah. but that's just what people want this time of the year. Oh, for sure. And you know, I mean, we've been doing this for over thirty years, so we're not yeah. like necessarily following trends as much as you know, as far as just the seasonality of things. Um, you know, that's a that's a consumer demand issue. I mean, if we if we saw consumers drinking summer ale well into October. Uh, we would keep you'd it keep, rolling. You'd keep going. Yeah, yeah, we might even throw a different name on yeah, it. Yeah, if it wasn't <laughs> if it wasn't called Summer Ale, they absolutely would be yeah. right because they potentially. Think, yeah, potentially. It, wait, am I remembering this right? Did you guys invent the pumpkin beer? Absolutely not. You didn't. No, um, no. Early American settlers invented the pumpkin. beer. No, no, I know that. But <laughs> someone we had on this beer show like reinvented the pumpkin spiced beer. That so we I mean we did brew one of the earliest craft versions of a pumpkin beer okay. um and to kind of differentiate ours and we can you know talk about this in fall when I come back of course guys <laughs> nice. um is that ours is actually brewed with real pumpkins um so at first it's like a pumpkin spice beer a lot of them they're just like they throw cloves cinnamon sure. allspice until your mouth is numb um ours is actually made with real roasted I think pumpkin. the cans actually say one pumpkin died to make this one can no <laughs> I mean it's like right no, that's no. not us okay. <laughs> <laughs> we that, probably use we probably kill a lot more yeah. pumpkins than making. <laughs> Horrible marketing is what it would be. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Now, now people are all sad that a pumpkin's dying. Congratulations. Ooh. With the big, the, big, the big knife through it, yeah. it's being carved. You know, for Halloween. too soon. <laughs> so uh, for, for you guys at Brooklyn, um, how does this market, I know we, we've had you on a number of times, yeah. but this market is very good for you guys here in the Twin Cities, correct? Yeah, absolutely. We we do really well here. We um, we find an affinity with, um, you know, our beers fit a niche that um, I think a lot of the, the newer breweries maybe aren't um, filling, maybe because we already were in that space space um but we are very malt for we're very balanced we do still brew a lot of classic styles minnesota is a really unique market for us and the fact that we, uh, my number two seller uh, in minnesota is our brown ale that doesn't pan out across the entire country hmm. at all it's just that we brew a really solid year-round very clean drinking brown ale um, that goes great with everything off the barbecue anything that you roast in your oven so it's a it's a multi-seasonal beer um so yeah minnesota has some kind of like cool things that that uh that we can pull off here why do you think that is that you're you're mentioning the brown ale in this market. Yeah. Why why do you think that is I mean, here is it, in the Twin is Cities? Is it your love, Dan? I mean, do you think you love that beer? So it just translates to you selling it, or it's definitely not not part of it. Okay. Um, you know, I absolutely love that beer. I'm a big food and beer guy, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the all time like ultimately food friendly beers that you can get. Um, but you know, like I said, it does go with great food all the way through every season. Um, and it, maybe there's just not enough breweries that are, um, bold enough to keep a brown ale in their lineup year round. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see a lot of them hit in the autumn season and maybe they'll roll it through winter. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, if somebody's looking for, they, they like darker beers, they're not looking for that porter style right now. It's a little warm outside. Ours drinks really dry, um, at the nice clean finish to it. So um, it's not too rich for any season. Yeah. So I have to ask you these uh, beautiful concoctions that you uh, made beforehand. Right. <laughs> a, it's a beautiful looking drink, but the taste of it is incredible too. And I, I am one that you know I I love my craft beer, but I never associate craft beer with cocktails, and yeah. I don't know why that is. But this is. This is absolutely wonderful. I appreciate that. Yeah, we. Um, I firmly believe that craft beer has a, a place in cocktails. I think it's been overdone. I think it's been done poorly, and I think it's probably sh- uh, shied a lot of people away. Um, this one does it for me on every level um, because we shouldn't look at this as like a beer cocktail. This is just a really great cocktail. Uh, so what we're having right now is called our Bel Air Spritz. So we're using our Bel Air Sour Ale. Uh, it's a lightly soured ke- uh, kettle sour beer with a uh, dry hopped. Um, and then we're mixing it with a, a citrus liqueur, in this case, Aperol. Um, there are a few other varieties in the market that can certainly be used, but um, provides it this beautiful kind of glowing sunset, you know, reddish pinkish salmon color. 
um, but we're balancing the bitterness of the Aperol or the, the bitter orange liqueur, where, and then we're, we've got all this, a little bit of sourness and a little bit of bitterness coming from the beer as well. So classic cocktail, you want to have a little bit of sour, a little bit of bitter, a little mm-hmm. bit of sweet. We've got all these components. Because right this, here. I think, and Mike, help me here, but this, I think, appeals to, and Ryan, you, you, you chime in here too, but this appeals to the champagne crowd to the uh, Manhattan crowd, mm-hmm. to so many different. I, I think that this works with a lot of different uh, palettes, if you if you will. Big time. I you know I when I first had this in the green room, I I was shocked that it had beer in it. Yeah, you know, a lot of times, and Dan mentioned this. You know, people have tried to kind of uh, force beer into cocktails. And, I agree, or, or just kind of. Uh, underwhelm in in terms of just trying to hide some in there but this kind of hits right in the middle it it's uh it plays really well with the beller sour which i love on its own i feel like that beer for you guys uh is 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 kind of the shining star right now even even uh even over some of the more popular beers that we'll talk about later like defender and uh and of course brown uh lager etc this just it it just it works. And I think if people made more beer cocktails like this, I think the beer cocktails could actually be uh, a thing again. You know, they sort of fizzled out because people were doing it wrong, but this, this is insanely good. I can't think of another one that we've had on the show that tasted like a cocktail. I can. What? When we had uh, Bartley in maybe three (laughs) years ago and it, it did taste good. And then he said, Oh yeah, it's made with my 973,000 proof proof gin. I mean, and it was good, you know, cause Bartley's really smart with that stuff, but it was pretty potent. If I, so is is this, this drink that you've made, Dan, is this something you invented here in the cities or is this Brooklyn saying this works? We're pouring it in Brooklyn. I think it, we can take it across the nation. Yeah, no, that's a great question. It's definitely is uh, Brooklyn derived. Um, we uh, the the Aperol Spritz in general is one of the hottest cocktails globally, um, and you know New York is the the epicenter of a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And so we took it, we saw it, um, and our brewmaster Garrett and our owner Steve and some other people that you know they started kind of playing around these at bars, and they're like, we're really onto something right here. And so you know, just kind of after some really really hard work. Um, they were able to nail a lot of down research and development, the, the, a lot of R and D. Yeah, that we were able to to nail down a good proportion. Um, we've ha- seen some variations. Some people add soda water to this. Um, we, you know, you can garnish with a little orange or a little lemon, whatever you want. But um, it's really just about having that bitter orange liqueur and the the Bel Air in there and the, over ice. It's it's incredible. So we're seeing a trend in terms of just canned cocktails in general yeah. now, right? I mean, can you see this going that direction where you guys, you know, premix this and and are, and are selling this seasonally? Again, there's a lot of R and D going into that right now. Um, I, that I, was the most politically correct answer you've see, ever given. I, I'm, I'm not saying that we 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 are working on something. Let's put it that way. Cool. That would be cool. It would make it easy, but I don't know if that's the way I want it. I want to have the don't two rain different on bottles. Brooklyn Brewery's no, parade. I, for first Alloni. of all, I want ice in my cocktail, right? Yeah. So if it comes in a can. I'm thinking that I'm drinking it out of the can. I'm not pouring it over ice. You could still I, pour it over ice. I could, yeah. but then I'd w- be wasting a glass because I already have a perfectly good container to drink it out of. <laughs> right? um, I'm with you. Like, I mean, I think that this is great the way this it is. This looks pretty. Um, this is cool. It looks and, pretty. Yeah. It's cool. Um, what we're trying to, uh, what we're looking at doing anyways is developing something that's going to mimic that because the, the single serve, I mean, this is the hottest category right now mm-hmm. between the seltzers, um, yeah. the agua frescas and, and the, the canned cocktails. This is what's really hot right now. And, and if, you know, we're not trying to, push our way on other people so if they if that's the, what they want that single serve like ready to go mm-hmm. right 
Brooklyn Brewery, the guest here on the Beer Show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Two tastings, as I mentioned, this Friday from 5 to 7 at the South Minneapolis location and this Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. at the White Bear Lake store. I have a craft cocktail question for both of you two. Uh, Ryan, you go first. When someone walks into one of your stores, um, is this something that people are actively seeking out for maybe they're hosting, let's say, a dinner party or a graduation or what have you? And is this something that... You know, would I have to go to maybe Brooklyn's website to find a recipe or whatever? Or, or is this, or are you not seeing it? We're that? not seeing We don't see a lot of people asking for beer cocktails anymore. And I think that's because there is a little bit of a stigma attached. Okay. Considering just kind of how people treated it, you know, three, four, five years ago. I'm and just it was as guilty. exciting. Yep. And it was like, yep. hey, let's, let's, let's explore this area. But it, but it did fall flat a lot of the time. And, and with this, I think, I think you're right, Mike. I mean, I, there's some, there's something to be said for, uh, just, you know, having these things separate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take a lot of effort to make this drink, but you look kind of cool if you can sure. throw it together. Yeah. Too. It looks like you're doing something. You're Minimal making effort, a cocktail. Big impact. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe it is better to kind of keep this separate. And I, and I, and I, I do like that idea as well, but, um, no, I I think that this something like this could really revitalize that whole category, and, and maybe we do hear more people asking for it. Because yeah. personally, I don't want it to happen. Because I'm a guy with a bartending background, and every time I'm at a dinner party, what happens? Hey, will you, you make, make some? Uh, no, I want to sit and watch Can the you football make me a game. Gin tonic with just a tiny bit of gin. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> anybody anybody can make that. Well, you know, I I see a cocktail like this as a ten dollar cocktail at a at a restaurant. Yeah. And if I'm buying it out of can, I see that as a five dollar cocktail. Yeah, you know, fair, it's fair. like up. Oh, it's not the same. And that's thing. fair. That's absolutely fair. And I, I would say that honestly, most bars can get away with charging a lot less for this and make a better price point on Big it. Bucks, um, yeah. We're you know we're filling the glass with ice, um, using a lot less liquid, but it's still this like super refreshing um, cocktail. That Anybody make. pouring this as a signature drink right now around town? Not not around town right now. Oh. No, not not in the Twin Cities. Anyways, nationwide, there's a lot of bars really latching onto this thing. They're throwing it on their summer patio menus. All right, yeah. so not to divulge company secrets or anything, but when you are, you know, you're repping and you're going into bars and restaurants and not, not elevated, but if you're going into a O'Gara's, I don't, I'm not sure what your territory is, but is this? Are you trying to push this this part of it, or are you are you just solely focused on the beer part of it, or is it a combination of both? Both. Um, I I I think this is a wonderful beverage. It's obviously using our product. It's getting our product. Out to people in a different way. Uh, maybe somebody's going to sit down and say, "I don't, I don't like beer, or maybe I don't like sour beer." But they're like, "Oh, this, there's this cocktail here that's got this, these like orange notes and tropical notes and all these things going on." Um, no, I'm all about it. I talk to to specific bars about the program. Think if they're you know if they're going to be a right fit for it. Um, I'm not trying to put it everywhere. That's sure. for sure. Um, but it is a about as easy from a bartender standpoint as you can yep. get. You pour you know an ounce or two of apple on the bottom of a glass with ice. You pour some Bel Air over it. And you look like a hero. It. Yeah, I mean, look at this thing. It is. It is cool. It's very cool. I know we're not going to go to break quite yet, but we do have to tease that Dan might be the most important person in beer in Minnesota. That's a hell of a tease, isn't it? Though, but I mean, should we tell why? Let's do it next segment. (laughs) Let's do it next segment, Mike. You're really learning. I'm I'm seven years into the seven years. You are really getting good at this. His name is Mike Fredaloni with Fredaloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. That's Ryan from Elevated and our buddy Dan from Brooklyn Brewery. We will be right back. Do not touch that radio dial. You're listening to the Beer Show on Score North and ScoreNorth.com.
Welcome back to the Beer Show here on Score North and scorenorth.com. It's Reavers, it's Fratelloni, it's our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Ryan is here this evening, and we're talking Brooklyn Brewery. They are the featured beer uh, this week. Two tastings, Friday 5 to 7 in South Minneapolis, and Saturday 3 to 5 p.m. Dan is here in studio. We have some breaking news in Dan's world that we <laughs> desperately need to get this to right huge. now. Yeah. Ryan, set the stage. Well, as many of our listeners know, there's a certification program called the Cicerone Certification Program and walk and through that. that what is, that means, yeah. That is a way of of becoming, uh, I guess, recognized for your knowledge, your expertise, and your uh, uh, your your taste in beer. Uh, and it's it's much like the sommelier program for wine, right? But dedicated strictly to beer. I think it might incorporate some food too, Dan. But uh, I guess you'll fill us in on that. Anyway, a lot of our staff are certified beer servers. Now that's that's kind of level one in terms of going through the program. Level two is becoming a certified Cicerone. And then level three is uh, advanced Cicerone. Lastly, ending up with a master Cicerone ship. Uh, not many of those in the world. I think Dan said there's about 18, right? 18, give or take, yeah, yeah. a couple, but, but um, not many. But Dan, tell us what, what you've accomplished here through that program just recently. Uh, yeah, so I, um, for my second attempt, flew to Chicago in February, and then I was notified early April that I've become Minnesota's first and only advanced Cicerone. Wow. Thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations. So did that mean you you, you kind of walled yourself up in a hotel room and got really, you know, what faced all all weekend? How does that how does the process work? <laughs> no. no. Oh my goodness. No. I uh, uh when I arrived I had to have a couple just so I could put myself to sleep. But sure. uh but no, it's uh it's an intensive process. So, you know, the certified beer server level that Ryan talked about is basically a, a sixty question online quiz. It's really that entry level kind of show that you have just a base knowledge of beer and that you can functionally speak about it. Is that something that we could pass? Do you think? <laughs> so maybe I can't uh, read sixty <laughs> questions. I'm out. I was it timed? It, it, I've done it, and it, it is it, timed. It, it does take you, you have, have to, to study. Do, a you have to bit. do some study. Okay. You have to use their 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 reference materials. I think to to really kind of uh, make sure you you know what you're looking for and, okay. and kind of brush up. Not easy. I I think I studied for about a week and then and then took the test. Got it. Yeah. Oh, it's, well, I'm it's, out. it's pretty. Yeah, <laughs> week study. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it, like I said, it's pretty entry level. It's meant for um like servers, bartenders, that kind of the staff people that to, would work at a bottle shop like exactly. Exactly. Yep. To, to be able to have that that base knowledge um, going up from there. Every step of this program, by the way, is a massive leap. So the, up from there is certified Cistrone. Um, I believe there are about 70 between 70 and 80 in this state now um, that um, that's a four hour in person exam. Wow. So that is three hours of written um, between short answer and essays and then an hour of tasting. So you're tasting for off flavor style identification. You have to do a video demonstrating some sort of uh, capacity in, in something in the beer industry. It might be, you know, as simple as, you know, something in the draft system, but, um, and then it goes up from there, uh, at the master level above me, that's a two day long test. Um, you are there for two days straight. You do multiple tastings, you do multiple identifications. They can basically just grab you anytime and ask you anything they want. You need to have an answer off the top of your head. Okay. Um, what I took, uh, in past is the advanced Cicerone. It was a full eight hour day, um, two, four hour segments kind of broken up, kind of like certified. So it's, uh, three hours of, of written testing, very essay intensive. Um, and then, uh, an hour of tasting in each one of those sections, morning and afternoon. Or evening. Afternoon. Can you give us like a, a sample question 
of what they wanted uh, an essay question like give me an idea yeah so so for example like the certified your essay question might say talk about saison you know tell the mm-hmm. parameters about it history of it flavors you might get from it maybe mention some food pairings um, to take that up to the advanced level, we're going to be talking all the way down to ingredients and process. Um, you know, so we're going to really delve into to what actually goes into that. We're going to get a little bit more in depth with food pairings. We're not just going to say a saison goes with. They go with pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hot wrong, dogs. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh yeah, because the spice notes yeah. or whatever. You know, and you can make this stuff up. But then you know, maybe advanced, you're going to go a little bit deeper. Um, you know, you're going to talk about the history. You may recite some of the the lore. Um, but it's it's going to be a lot longer uh, okay. for sure. I think my advanced essays I maybe did a page and a half. Um, I think for my, or I'm sorry, for certified for my advanced, um, I ended up writing over the course of that day, probably 32 pages of of just straight essay questions on, on different topics. So really getting into more deep topics like water chemistry and things like that. At what point did he lose you? I, I, I mean, yeah. as far as you, you're not going to do this. And when he said you have to study for a week. When yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty <laughs> that's much that's when he that. said you were out. Yeah. That's really cool, though. Congratulations. Very so you're one of... How many? I believe there are just over 100, maybe 115 or so in the, in the United States. Oh, U.S. Uh, and I believe that I don't know what that does worldwide. I know like the master numbers, you talk about worldwide a lot more because just so few. Sure. Um, Advanced only came out um, actually about three years ago. I took the second ever one they did three years ago in California and I missed it by just a little bit. So um, there are only about 100 or so in the, in the United States right now. All right. So I want to really dive deep into your personal yeah. life. So, um, after this took place and you got the certification was the first call to your boss asking for a raise. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, damn it. You need yeah, a better agent. Need, yes. I, I do. I do. I need, I need to do a little bit more self-promotion. I'm not really good at that. Um, I literally just posted a picture of the emblem online once and that was all I've really done. That's um, pretty it's, cool. It's been really cool to have the the local beer community rally around me. I walk into bars and people come over and congratulate me. It's 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 pretty intense. Um, you know, there's there's I know there's a lot of people in the Twin Cities that um, know a lot more about certain aspects, know a lot more about beer in general. Um, so it's been really great to have the the reception I have. But do what? You, well, go ahead. I, 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 on your card, yeah. does it say Dan advances? I mean, do you? It have absolutely it? does. It, yeah, I, I, I couldn't imagine it wouldn't. I right? called at HQ and said, "Let's uh, let's, let's make this." Make this and, and is today. there a three letter, letter designation, or does it just say "Advanced Cicerone"? Advanced Cicerone. Uh, it's registered trademark. Okay. Well, that's see, that's very cool. I don't have any of that. I have owner's kid. It's <laughs> 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 all owner's kid. He kind of had to give me a job. I could get one anywhere else. That's, uh, my card's not as good. That's well, why I don't hand it out to anybody. No, that's probably yeah. a good idea. It'll <laughs> be a really good idea. But that but that is a cool designation. Do you do you see? Um, I guess because you, you you talked about how was it just a few years ago that this advanced level came out when you tried to take the yeah. test for the first yeah. time. So will will there then become even higher levels of designation? Do you think in the future? I really don't think so. I mean, at some point, this room may start adding. You know, I, I really more don't know specialized what do. categories. Yeah, maybe maybe. Okay. I really don't know because honestly, like I based on what I went through with advanced and what I've heard, there's uh, there's one person in, in Minnesota that's taken advanced. Um, and what I've heard from him is, is just, I don't know what else there is to know. Yeah, what, what else could you know to be a master? Oh, right. Right. I mean, it's not just rote memorization of facts. It's, it's the actual like uh, knowledge base to be able to learn what you don't know as well. So if, I mean, if there's a new thing that pops up, um, you know, you're going to have the basis to understand it. So like I said, there's a lot more people that maybe like on the brewery side first, uh, like the brewing side, the production side that know way more about brewing beer mm-hmm. than I ever will. Um, and so I'm not like, you know, you're, you're, uh, 
your tease was a little maybe misleading well, in the fact that I'm certainly not. That's the most what radio's all about. So yes. that's what we do here. <laughs> misleading but, teases. But I, I guess I just look at it from the way that we've become so so specialized in craft beer and the and the and the very I, like oh, when you go to awards the uh, the Colorado Beer Fest. I'm just trying to think out the top of my head. Yep. There are so many more individual categories mm-hmm. now that I would just think that it would also become more specialized in that regard. And I think all of us kind of have our own specialty. Mine is easily in beer and food and, and the pairing side of things. Um, that is, I definitely lay there. Whereas you know, brewing process and maybe like just style factual things are things that I don't really spend a lot of time with. You know, if the the style guidelines are updated every few years, I'm not going to sit down and memorize that thing. Um, it's for me to be able, for me, it's more important to be able to talk to the average consumer or I teach a lot. I love doing that. And so if I can teach a student about the ingredients of beer and the history of it, they can figure out the new styles as, as they mm-hmm. come up down the road. Sure. So tell us, you know, I want to take my dad out this weekend for father's day. Yeah. What would be a great, pairing restaurant where I could go there and actually pay, where the restaurant would have enough knowledge because mm-hmm. hypothetically you taught him this to pair something great with a meal. Yeah. And where actually the first and one, use I'm, this opportunity to throw a plug to anybody that you'd you want. Know, and and I'm going to do the opposite of everything you just said. Right. Um, this, is, this is a place that I did not teach anybody, but I just, I highly respect them for the fact that they have a certified sister on staff and they have for many years is butcher and the boar. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing food, yep. uh, especially father's day. You know, you can go get your, your giant chunk of meat on a plate, but sure. um, you know, they have a Ben Knutes and their certified sister on staff and, and, great lineup and they're actually they actually care about what they're serving you versus just like you know I, one of the things that I, I try to teach my students you know what, that are coming up is like culinary students or if they're servers is um you don't always just want to push what you love because you might just be like really digging like i used to say triple ipa but now it's like a lactose pineapple mango guava sure. ipa um you might be digging that a lot it might be great but if it's not going to go with what's on that person's plate, that, that cup's going to sit there. That glass is going to sit there. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to touch it while they're eating their meal. You miss an opportunity to have an incremental sale, incremental um, up tip, uh, tip up charge. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just not increasing your consumer's experience. Sure. So that's a big thing for me. So th- he's an adv- uh, uh, advanced, he's certified. He's certified Cicerone. Yeah. So can he look directly at you or does he have to not look directly at you because you're advanced? He right? is far taller than I am. Okay, so he looks down on I me. Did, I didn't know if he had like, I can't actually look directly at him because it's like a cast Is system. there a secret? handshake too that goes along with that i can't tell you that okay <laughs> Dang it, i'm trying to get well that's that is actually is super super cool i don't know how many master sommeliers there are in minnesota probably a couple uh, a bunch actually are there, there, are, there bunch? are more master sommeliers in minnesota than there are master cicerones in the world oh there are okay and with that i mean when you're a master sommelier that opens up tons of doors and, and different, huge money different, different huge avenues. money yeah I mean, you kind of yeah, yeah. You, you raise your worth overnight essentially once you get that certification is that do do you see something similar happening with advanced cicerone ship or um are, of the advanced cicerones that you know of is there a kind of a common thread into who's who's achieving this certification and, and what their line of work is or what their aspirations are yeah i mean that's a really good question it's certainly not the same um because plain and simple are uh, a lot of our, our fine dining retailers just don't take beer a lot of retailers and on prem specifically don't take beer as seriously as they should even though we are first and foremost a beer loving nation we drink more than double beer uh, of beer than wine and spirits combined um for the you know dollar value uh but we are still struggling in the, this idea that it belongs at the table um and so we're, we're not seeing the respect given to people who earn any level of certification as far as that side um, in the industry itself. Uh, certainly, um, you know, for me, just keep being coming certified opened a lot of doors, um, you know, being able to actually jump into the beer industry, be able to start teaching classes and that kind of stuff, because having that shows people when I walk in the door that I at least have this base, uh, you know, th- this this level of knowledge that other people don't. 
Um, and so even today, you know, there are still only about 70 or maybe 80 certified Cicerones in Minnesota. So that alone is a huge accomplishment. Mm -hmm. I have the answer for you. Yes. When I used to say this five years ago on the show, I've never been able to go to a restaurant mm -hmm. and have a $75 bottle of beer sure. that I can order. And I want, if I was a restaurateur, I wouldn't have a, a, a Cicerone sitting there waiting to serve this bottle because it's going to be a $12 bottle of beer. But if I'm selling wine for $200 a bottle, I can have a professional in my restaurant making big bucks because he's paying for himself. He or she's paying for himself with all the wine they're selling. Well, why doesn't a company like Brooklyn, who makes fantastic beer, say, hey, here's some one-off 750s. This one retails, it's got to retail for about 100 bucks on premise, right? Mm -hmm. It's in, And make something so special that, you know, I know it's a little tough because beer doesn't always last the same time that, you know, it doesn't always get better with age at some point up to some point. Sure. But I, that's where I think if you push that up where I, I, cause I would be one of those people that says, you know, let's not order that bottle of wine for 60 bucks that we can buy for 15, but let's order this bottle of beer for 50 bucks. That maybe is closer in retail, you know, from a, from an off premise to yeah, an I think on premise. You get some, some, Hazy IPA four packs for about seventy five dollars these days. <laughs> yeah, but how you do know, I how do I make that romantic? But but let me right? so let no me address idea. that because I don't think that we need to. We don't need to pander and we don't need to go to that level. The fact of the matter is our beverage is better on the table. If if, if at the end of the day, if all we're going to look at is a price tag, I guarantee you when you call that restaurant for that reservation, you tell them you put a hundred dollar price tag on a bottle of Bud Light, they will do it for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> if, if that's all we're looking at, if, if honestly this wine company is only putting about a dollar worth of juice into that, in that bottle, but you're willing to spend $200 on it. I mean, that's on you. Yeah, um, but, but that's on the, you got to remember, I'm, a, I'm going for the experience. Right. Sure. When, but if you, I when put you out, go out and have a big meal, a thirty-five to forty-dollar bottle of beer that is barrel-aged, or maybe it's got bread in there, and it's got all these really unique ingredients, and it's really cool, and we come out with cage and cork and all that, mm -hmm. it's still not going to hit that threshold. But sure. at the end of the day, we can't be dishonest to people and say it's a hundred dollars because we said it's a hundred dollars. Well, but the wine industry does it all day, infinitely. Right, and we are we are the beverage for the common man. Okay, so let me ask this one more time. Uh, one, one more step. Is there a rating system on those corked and caged beers that I can see and just like my wine? Oh, that's a 95 on sure, wine spectator. Absolutely. So, so could that start driving? Hey, this beer was only 40 bucks in the bottle at, at the off sale, but, um, on sale, right in, in a restaurant, um, it, since it got, Rated 95, now it's selling for 80 bucks a bottle. But again, we're, we're dealing in, in different worlds, whereas sure. like wine is a very um, agricultural you know, product. Mm -hmm. you know, they're dependent on the year and the terroir so much more than sure. we are. I mean, we can make the same beer year after year after year for the most part with mm -hmm. some variations if we're barrel aging or, or et cetera. Um, and so we're not going to be able to just pump that up. I mean, it's, well, I think that's the element that we're not really talking about now that you're bringing it up is, is just the scarcity element. Sure. Right? I mean, that's going to drive price more so than quality or, Absolutely. or anything else. Yeah. So, um, you know, beer doesn't have the problem of limitations uh, like fine wine might or or certainly a lot of, uh, you know, great bourbons and scotches do too. Mm -hmm. You just can't find these things anymore. So then that just uh, inherently drives the price up. Dan from Brooklyn Brewery is the guest here on The Beer Show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As I mentioned, two tastings this weekend, Friday at the South Minneapolis store from 5 to 7, Saturday in Wiper Lake from 3 to 5 p.m. You can find more information at elevatedbws.com. I want to circle back to something you said earlier yeah. that I found interesting. Um, you said that beer in itself, at and correct anything I say that's wrong, because sometimes I'm not paying full attention, <laughs> but uh, you said something to the effect of beer from a consumer standpoint isn't registering as much as wine in a restaurant setting. Is yeah. that correct? Why? 
Uh, there's a, we can blame it on a lot of different factors. Um, we can talk about the fact that um, wine has better PR, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. We talk about single varietal grapes, like you know, it's just secondhand nature. We don't do that with hops or malts. We don't, you know, nobody walks in and goes, ooh, you know, it's a you know Nelson Savon hop, you know, beer. We we have them, but they don't exist much. Um, wine has always been um, touted and put out there as a fine dining beverage, and we've we've now convinced every top chef, every food writer that it's a wine pairing that matters mm-hmm. most. Um, whereas you know, any honest sommelier or chef or whatever that actually sits down and does a pairing with beer versus wine knows that beer has a lot more to bring to the table. Wine is great. Wine can bring, you know, can be awesome with a meal, but at the end of the day, beer brings a lot more to the table. Um, and then be the scarcity issue and the price point simply just has put, you know, we, even if we put out our more, most expensive bottle, it's still not going to hit those higher price points. And so it just won't have that, that draw that, that mm-hmm. Mike was talking about. Uh, you know, the, the, my buddy was just telling me about his corporate trip that he took out to Seattle, and he's like, yeah, we were drinking all this expensive wine. It's it's a shame. That was kind of the hit, the big thing of his thing. is like, oh, we just really went nuts on the corporate bill. Well, no one's going to say, oh, yeah, we ordered an $18 bottle of beer. It just lacks that yeah. fun mm-hmm. when it's on someone else's tab, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's where you get your fun. That's, that's where you got to live, man. But mm-hmm. I, I have my fun actually just drinking good beer with good people. Yeah, I do yeah. too. Are you guys good on time? Yeah, Can you hang? Can sure. you hang? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's take our final break here of the hour, and we'll be back with more from our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, and of course, Dan, the most important man in the state of Minnesota from Brooklyn Brewery. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Beer Show. Final son of the beer show here on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. It's Reavers, it's Fratelloni, it's Ryan from our friends at Elevated to Beer, Wine and Spirits. And Brooklyn Brewery, Ryan, is the featured guest this week. Yeah, this has been an awesome show. I, again, I love having Dan Parker on. He's just a wealth well, he doesn't of have much to and... say is the only problem. <laughs> no, not much at all. He's learning. It's uh, But no, it's, it's, it's great to have him back in studio and... Um, you know, we've we've talked a little bit about Brooklyn. We talked a little bit about the the Cicerone program. We got to talk about something that you did today. Yeah, uh, you got some fresh ink, son. What's that all yeah, about? Yeah, I got my arm wrapped in this plastic wrap over here. <laughs> well, you walked in and I said, "Oh my God, what happened? Are you okay?" Yeah, some guy <laughs> held me down in the parking lot. And, um, <laughs> it was, no, it was. Uh, um, yeah, so there was a, a small group of six of us that went out and got some um, some ink today. Um, it's in honor of our friend Hans Lofgren, Hansi, who who passed away about a year and a half ago. Uh, we we all went out. We've got this um, great picture of him holding a pint glass with his. He was very well known for like he had this really like brusque exterior and like people thought he was scary looking. Looked like a big biker. He's like the softest, most gentle we guy. Had you Hansi know, on the show. Yeah, yeah. Like a good yeah. friend of the show. And yeah, just uh, and then yeah. you, you look at his rings and like skulls and stuff. like his kids gave him those rings. You know, like it's not <laughs> like he wasn't just like some dude like wearing skull rings. But that was a big like piece of who he was. So yeah, it's the pint glass. Um, so myself, Joe and Brad from Liftbridge, um, Nathan from War Pigs. JD from Capital Beverage, and then actually Monica Hansi's wife came out, and we all got tattoos. That is super today. cool. So, yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Appreciate that. That is really cool because it's, it's already been a year and a half. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> man. Okay, because I remember it was the park bench at the state fair, or not the park bench, but the bench at the state fair. Wasn't that wasn't there a dedication? Yeah, that was a dedication we, there, yeah, we um, again that same group and some other people put in on a park yeah. bench for the state fair with his picture and his name on it, and um, usually have it uh, posted right outside a ballpark cafe. So Hansi and I were together for about four years, and that was like during the state fair. That was what we called the office. Yeah, you'd find us there twelve days a year, standing around drinking drinking beers at the, the ballpark cafe. So. I remember because you saps dragged me over there, and I had to get home, and I think it's the state fair i'm going to the ballpark yeah, 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 for yeah, one, yeah you know yeah. of course but i'm yeah. kind of excited about that this year for some reason me too oh the is that weird to say that i'm excited for the no 
going. I love, those you know, shows. I love doing the show the at the fair. fair. Yeah, it's a lot Plus, of fun. Plus, I won't be completely, you know, saturated by the end of it because I'm not going to be out there every day like I have yeah, been in the past. That will be nice. So yeah. you'll do this show and then maybe some garage logic. You have no idea. Yet to be determined. Yet to be determined, but it's going to happen. I probably, guarantee it. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> and I do know we'll have Stuttrud back for one of those shows too. So let's so. clear about four hours. <laughs> exactly. Because he won't stop talking. I love him. Yeah. He's, he's such a cool too. guy. He's great. Yeah. All right, Ryan, uh, we have neglected to mention the fact that Elevated is playing a big role this weekend up at the White Bear Lake store because Wiper Lake is at the center of the universe this weekend. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's, it's for Tom and I it's really special to us because Wiper Lake is our hometown and we're going to be marching again fifth year that we that will have been participating in the Manitou Days parade. So if you are in the Wiper Lake area and plan to attend, hopefully the weather holds up. Uh, we'll be out there. We'll be handing out lots of free beer coupons, which cool. we've, we've, we've become known for. Um, and we never have enough, but we'll, we'll do our best. Yeah, um, no. You never have enough free beer coupons? I wonder why. But here's what I love. But here's what I love. I love the idea. I'm picturing this right now. You know, when you Little see the, kids sitting they're, there. They know yeah. the candy. The kids are, but here come the free beer cards right. and the yeah. dads come running yeah. out, you know, for the free beer cards. Right. And just in time for Father's Day, too. So yeah. we always get excited about this one. Um we're going to be watch, marching uh, with a lot of our staff and, and family, um, so it'll, it'll be a really good time. We're looking forward to it. So how big uh, of a town festival is it? Because I've got to imagine, because Wiper Lake is a very, people that are from there like you guys, they're very close-knit to that community. Yeah. And I, I have to imagine that this town it celebration is, I, is big. Mike, you've probably seen it yeah, before. With it, your but it's Wiper Bear Township, and Wiper Bear Township's like a little town. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, well, Wiper White Bear Lake itself... Uh, it, it's kind of what people think of as like downtown White Bear, yeah. you know, uh, and then, yes, there's all the surrounding area. I think I think Hugo considers itself part of that mix yeah. sometimes. And, you know, even, of course, Badness Heights and uh, maybe parts of Maplewood. But yeah. um, it's uh, it, it draws a huge crowd and I'm always overwhelmed. I mean, it's dense. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I couldn't tell you numbers, but it is it is a very, very, uh, uh, very big crowd. That's cool. Then yeah. he gets to do something that's super, super cool. What's that? He gets to host his high school 20th, 20th no! year. <laughs> Talk about all the things that you could be reavers. Like someone that went to my high school married a billionaire girl, right? That guy was pretty cool. Another one went to law school. One was a surgeon, but no one, no one cared about any of that crap because none of those guys owned liquor stores. Right. Which is infinitely cooler. So what are you going to do? You're going to go crazy with this thing or what? So yeah, Tom and I graduated in 99. White Bear you know, North? Uh, well, it's it's White Bear Lake Area High School. It, it okay. consists of two campuses. Okay, North, north and is South. The, uh, ninth and 10th, 11th, 12th is South Campus. But so, yeah, so we went to both. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be at the Armory downtown on uh, Saturday, not this Saturday, but the next Saturday. Wait a minute. For our 20th Wait a minute, reunion. stop. Your high school reunion is at the Armory? It is. That is so cool. Yeah, it's a cool spot, too. Yeah. Wow. Hey, people so, are you going to have there? That's can a, I, it's got to be I huge. Can I like, hang on? Like, crash it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're sponsored. Because yeah. that, 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 that space is magnificant. Yeah, it yeah, is. It's really cool. It, no, not the Armory. You're thinking the Armory downtown. I, I was about to step oh, in on okay. this. <laughs> you're thinking that, okay, I'm, I'm mistaken that. No, for, no, no. This no, is the Armory. This is the Wiper Lake Oh, the Armory. Okay. Yeah, no. It's a big difference. I was I was surprised you're that excited Because I legit thought, like, holy crap. thousands of people are you going to have? you got the Armory. Downtown, yeah, it was a big class. I think it was like 750, but not 75,000. Wow. The man is giving away free beer coupons, he's gonna yes. have all the people he wants. There. Yeah, yeah so uh, so we'll have some fun with that. Shout out to all the 99ers, we're excited to, to come party. That's really cool. Well, congrats, man. That's 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 pretty cool. Thanks. Uh, so uh, Brooklyn Brewery, excuse me, the guest, uh, two, two, 
tastings this weekend. Friday, 5 to 7 at the uh, South Minneapolis location. Saturday, 3 to 5 at the closing uh, few minutes that we have here. Let's circle back to the beer uh, featured at Brooklyn Brewery. Sure, sure. We talked a lot about the summer ale uh, in the beginning portion of the program, but let's talk about some of the other beers right now that you guys are featuring at Brooklyn. Yeah, and we also touched on Bel Air, which is another great summer. It sells year-round for us. It's actually my number one seller in this market. Um, but, man, the all-time classic, my favorite beer, and, again, it goes back to food, but it also goes back to the fact that I can just drink this beer and enjoy it, um, is Brooklyn Lager. Um, we've been making this beer for 31 years. We won uh, a World Beer Cup gold medal with it in 2018. I don't think anybody's 30-year-old flagship can say that outside mm-hmm. of us. Um, I, I'm really still excited to promote this beer to people and, and give it to them because, you know, it's it's been in this market for about nine years or so. And I think that it's it's one of those things where you just scan it over because you've seen it on the shelf so many times. You know, what's fresh, what's new, you know, mm-hmm. that you're alluding to earlier. Um, but it's maybe time to, to go back to the, some of the classics and actually have some some beer that tastes like beer and drinks like beer. You are right. That's that is unusual for a thirty year old style of beer yeah. to win an award. That that is pretty unusual. Yeah, and we, I mean it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like you know we we know it's great, um, and it's great when when the World Beer Cup. So I mean the World Beer Cup and, and Gia, Great American Beer Festival are kind of like the two that you really like look at. I mean we any award that we get we're appreciative of, but when we get a World Beer Cup medal and it's on a beer that we've been making for thirty plus years, it's that's a really good so feeling. It's it's someone finally got around to going, say this is <laughs> oh, pretty this good. Is our first medal of the beer. It's just, <laughs> they it's just they the just remembered recent. it again, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so are you guys are thirty years old and Summit is thirty something like. They were 87. They're so 86. They're, we're 88. 88. So are, are your owner and Mark buddies? Um, they, they all know each other very well. They all yeah, know each yeah. other. Um, we, so like our owners and our brewmaster have good affinity with like, we have like the class of 88, which includes like Deschutes and Great Lakes and Goose Island. That's cool. Um, but certainly like, you know, Mark being, you know, Summit being right around that, that uh, mid eighties kind of mm-hmm. boom that was, uh, and, and not a lot of breweries survived out of that. I mean, there were, there was a huge kind of push or big bubble and then it went back in the early 90s and, okay. and a lot of breweries didn't survive so to see you know a brewery like some and again a brewery that's known for making beer flavored beer beer that's good consistent every day mm-hmm. um i think that's again we, we have a lot of affinity there and mark sure. said he he believed at the last time he was on that there was kind of a a flight back to what people knew were good beers because they were getting burned on some things that that's what i like about elevated is you don't have to get burned if you get burned on a beer you can buy one yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. I'll test this. Oh, I didn't love it. It cost me two bucks or whatever. And I move on or five bucks, whatever the beer might cost. But you still get the 12 of Brooklyn or you get the 12 pack of Summit or something. You're the beer you're going to have a bunch of. Right. Have you if you've seen that, Ryan, is that something that people talk about? Well, with us, you know, the build your own six pack section is is absolutely huge for trying beer. And what you know you're going to get out of our build your own section is is fresh beer. Yep. So there's so many stores that 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 try to emulate what we're doing, and I, you know, there there are efforts made, but, but it's an afterthought. But, but yeah, but it's yeah. also about the upkeep, man. I mean, like you have to make sure that these that these beers are, are being taken care perfect, of and, and yeah. moved out if they're if they're getting old, and, and mm-hmm. we're really diligent about that. So to be able to try it and know that you're getting a good representation of that beer is big. Mm-hmm. Now, if the beer is bad, even even if it's fresh, it doesn't really matter, right? So mm-hmm. we can't really do much about that. But um, you know, if it's if it's that bad, you know, talk to Tom or myself, and and we'll we'll clean you up there too. Yeah, right? you know, it's funny. Every time I go into a liquor store that's not yours, and they have like a cooler of random beers, I think, oh, that was the beer that the six pack came in damaged, mm-hmm. and they took the other four <laughs> beers. Honest to God, yeah. that's what it looks like. Because you're like, wow, they're all dusty. Yeah. Who's buying a dusty yeah, beer? No, it's, it's never happens at LA. Pretty, I mean, you probably see it too, Dan. I mean, like, there's there's just a lot of neglected. Uh, not a lot of neglected beer. It's not just build your own six pack sections, but I was at, I, I was, I went up to my, my wife's uh, cabin. I won't name what town I was in or what store it was, but I went into their, their beer cave and 
I'm not kidding. I walked around and they had a huge craft beer selection. I walked around for about 10 minutes in there. It got pretty cold, but I'm checking dates on these beers because I want something fresh. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I'm not kidding. 95% of the craft beer in that cave was coated. Absolutely. And, oh, it was, yeah. and I said something to him and, I, and you know, that's all I can do. You know what they said is that was our winter selection mm-hmm. in a couple of days. Oh, we'll all sell out and we'll get some new fresh beer for summer. Right. right yeah. yeah. But that sucks for the people who bought it up now yeah and who's gonna pay you know a, a premium price for for a coated beer that's well insane. and unfortunately a lot of people aren't doing what you're doing and checking the dates and they're taking it home then and they're thinking this isn't good yes. um you know and so it's it's a partnership across um the suppliers myself the distributors the the store owners to check dates and watch quality and freshness mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um it's really important to me you know when i go into a store if i see out a code product i pull it you pull every it. single time yeah. absolutely every single time even if i have to buy it out the front because i don't want somebody taking home my beer drinking it and saying that's just not good because it's it's six months past date i mean i saw somebody tweet out the other day hey guys just so you know it's like june now start getting that 2018 code date <laughs> right. stuff out of here yeah. so and it's, sad. it's out there i will not to interrupt you i re, i told this story in the year i was down in dallas during the super bowl the one that i left early mm-hmm. shut up mike <laughs> um and i remember i i went i went back to my hotel room and i thought oh you know i'm gonna grab a six-pack this is february mm-hmm. and i saw a six-pack of oktoberfest on the shelf and i looked at the guy i'm like you're selling Oktoberfest in February? He goes, mm-hmm. yes, very good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Reavers also had another question. Like, all that beer that's like a couple weeks old, what do you do with that? Reavers wants to know. Because <laughs> he will promise, even if it's kind of skunky, I will write down my address. he'll say he loves it. Yeah. I'll tell you right now the correct answer, and this is actually what I end up doing most of the time, is I end up standing outside my house looking like a weirdo because I'm opening bottles and cans and just pouring, pouring them in the gutter. Um, you make beer brats oh. or something with it, right? It would still you can do, with be some fine. Of it. You can with some yeah. of it. I mean, but it's, I mean, at the end of the day, when I bring home three cases, I'm not making that many beer no. Like, how many beer brats do you need to make? That's a good point. Hey, real quick. One thing I wanted to know, just and I'm sure listeners are curious, too, since you do know your food pairings really well. One just kind of 2019 summer food pairing that you could recommend to our to our listeners. What would you say that would be? Uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, just just go outside of what we're all buying right now. We're all buying things with lots of fruit. Um, not saying that that can't go well stuff off the grill, but um, let's look for malt forward beers right now. Um, let's look at lagers. Let's look at pilsners. Let's look at um, traditional wheat beers if you're doing some lighter fare, maybe. Um, but again, like I, I always throw Brooklyn lager and maybe Brooklyn brown in the mix, especially if you're doing like heavier sauces, barbecue stuff like that. Um, don't be afraid to bring a drier stout to a, a summer barbecue. I mean, people think stouts are only winter. It's ridiculous. You pop one of those suckers open in the middle of summer and you got some barbecue with you, it's going to be fantastic. Um, but definitely there's, there's some new, even local breweries doing really, really great lagers. So I'd look at that. Is there a tougher trick with grilling, um, and, and, and using beer pairings or if you're making something, you know, combined with beers is, is grilling it trickier just because the food can tend to get a little bit drier than a, than a normal conventional way to, to prepare food. I mean, it depends on how bad of a cook you are, but because I'm really um, bad. Okay, uh, no, I mean, beer is refreshing, right? So we want more of it, I guess, with 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 grilled food. But um, you know, you can you can certainly put beer into your food if you're going to do like uh, something you might try out, like poultry that you can do you can do a brine with it. You can put it into your barbecue sauces and cook uh, like maybe cook down a stout and put that into some barbecue sauce. Um, otherwise, it just goes great in a koozie sitting next to your grill while you're you know totally putting, agree. Down, putting down some. Brats. You need a blog, by the way. You know that? You really do. All right. You need, you need, I, I'm serious. You might need a podcast. You might need a podcast. I'm not, I'm not joking. <laughs> on scorenorth.com. Because honest to God, uh, people, I know I'm going to get emails, but hey, can, can you tell me yeah. what he recommended? I'm not going to remember what the hell he said yesterday. Oh, he's I'm the one kidding. that's the advanced Cicerone. We right. have no idea. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome, man. Thank you very I much. I appreciate that for coming very much. On. Thank, um, thank you. People want to find out more information about you guys, Brooklyn Brewery, find your beer, all that stuff is online. Yeah, brooklynbrewery.com. I mean, that's the easiest way to go. We've got all kinds of great merch on there. We've got a uh, beer finder. Um, if you need to hit 
hit me up about some food and beer questions. It's at Chef Dan Parker on Twitter. I'll check it now and then. Awesome. You're the best, man. Thanks for Cheers, coming thank in. Thank you. And uh, this weekend, Ryan, two tastings, South Minneapolis 5-7, to seven, Wiper Lake 3-5, to five, four Manitou days this weekend. You got it, yep. Awesome. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. We'll and see you, guys uh, out there. you can find more information, both Twitter accounts at Elevated BWS and at Elevated WBL. Yes, sir. You guys are very active on social media. Very. You are also the best, man. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Chris. Uh, Michael, that's going to do it for this week's edition. That was a fun show. Yeah, thank you, Reavers. You're the best. And uh, if you missed any portion of this fantastic uh, program, you can check out the podcast and you can find that online at scorenorth.com, also available on Podcast One. For the crew, for Mike Fratelloni, for Ryan from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, my name is Chris Reavers. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will chat with you again next Thursday night. Until then, cheers.